A butcher, a scientist, and a tire salesman discuss the 90s sitcom Home Improvement. Welcome to Tool Boys. On this episode, the boys discuss Season 1, Episode 6, Adventures in Fine Dining. Out there. Corona 19, 18. 2020, 20, Corona 2020. Rona 2, Rona 1, Rona, Rona. Go. Rona so, Go. All right, we're started. Yay. Special qu- quarantine episode of Tool Boys. Yeah. As such, That's I don't have the, the spirit and energy to do a, a big yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is the first time we've actually recorded on a Saturday or a weekend. Yeah. That's true. So because times are my- changing. My schedule is pretty clear right now. Yeah. But I also need to do laundry, and I don't have a washer and dryer. and need to get to the laundromat, which I feel like is going to be a hotbed of corona. Yeah. yeah. Well, you, you could go back to your ways of just not doing laundry for That's weeks fair. at a time. I'll go back to Punk Andrew and just, just I'm going to just wear this for yeah. a week. Just keep a dirty yeah. clothes pile until this all blows over. Now, the trick was you keep the dirty clothes, and you don't wear them for a week, and after the week, the smell goes away. There you go. That was it. Or it just gets, you know, replaced with a... Uh... Cigarette smoke. Cigarette smell. Yeah. <laughs> mask, mask everything. Not a bad idea. All right. Well, for our two listeners, we've got a good show. Four listeners. Four listeners. Steve's mom's now listening. Um... <laughs> Is she? I, I honestly don't know. I don't think she knows how to use... You know, Spotify or anything. So I, I hope Scott listens like when he's at work and he's like <laughs> <laughs> pop of, or popping a bottle of red. 3 p.m. Well, spe- speaking of uh, Tim Allen and his uh, latest hit show, Last Man Standing, I am the Last Man Standing employed currently. The oh, other really? cool boys are laid off. Actually, right. I worked. Uh, I'm working part time. And I am working no time, listeners. So full time so podcast. If you got some extra time, uh, I'll you know tweet you. I'll DM you. Let's uh, get in touch. <laughs> Meanwhile, um, the tire industry has never been better. It's booming. You know what? I think your your job. I'm gonna say it. I think your job is a front because there's no way. <laughs> You say How? that, but guess who was at the tire store this morning getting a tire replaced in his car? Yeah, tire shops and auto shops are considered essential business. Think about it. Fine. All the emergency workers, hospital workers, delivery drivers are really busy right now. What do they all need? Sure, yes, but then you also have everyone who's at home still. Like, they're, no one's driving except for True. essential people. So yeah, I had to go so, to, I did work, and I ran over a nail and got out of the car, and it was... 
I just stuff's like there's a hissing noise and yeah, and that's the thing. Like business is down for them, but they said like some of what they're running into is people just bringing in their cars for maintenance they wouldn't normally get done because they have nothing else to do. So, I vacuumed my car the other day. Yeah, something to do. But anywho, enough about uh, um, the tire industry. Steve, were you talking about slipping into somebody's DM? <laughs> yeah, anyone's DM. I mean, if someone wants to, wants, someone wants a slippy slip into my DM, I'm unemployed right now, so uh, you know, waiting for. I'm wide open for opportunities. He is taking the the best offers. Um, you know, scientists for hire, party boy. Freelance DNA research. I mean, really anything. <laughs> I don't want to limit myself in these times. We gotta get creative, you know. You worked Can't at a deli. You worked at a deli ten years ago, so you have I deli did. experience. Jesus, that was ten years ago. He'll do anything that? from splice DNA to jump out of a cake naked. Make you make you a hoagie. <laughs> make you a hoagie while in between. And, Andrew and I, Andrew and I, combust your tables. Like, yeah, that's true, yeah. Got, got a restaurant right here. Rich used to be a delivery driver. This is the restaurant. Yeah, look at that. He was the only one with a license in a car or something. Right? <laughs> 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 yeah. All right. So episode. Fun fact: we, Andrew didn't start fact. driving until he was 28. Yeah. Uh, yeah, 28. <laughs> that is not a that is not a joke, audience. That is 100 percent true. He collectively owes both Rich and myself like 10 hours or 20 hours worth of rides. That's fair. Not too bad. <laughs> All right. So, yes, we're on episode 14. Nope. Uh, which, what? Oh, well, episode, our, I'm an idiot. I do it every our, time. Our <laughs> episode it 14. It is confusing. <laughs> every week. Uh, it's confusing. But our episode 14, which we're reviewing season one, episode six of Home Improvement, called Adventures in Fine Dining. So, um uh yeah and uh the episode is basically tim needs to teach his boys some table manners or else jill is going to take him to the opera so that's that's the uh, premise that's a hell of a proposition right there (laughs) uh yeah um i don't have any updates so we can just dive right into this okay you guys ready Yeah. yeah i'm ready all right all right so the episode opens up in the Taylor house, the family is coming home from a dinner. So they enter from the garage and um, there's a bunch of arguing. And it turns out we find we come to find out that the boys were really bad at, at dinner tonight. Um, they were embarrassed by the boys' behaviors. They were at Wacky Jack's Pizza Pagoda. And um, the boys are sent to the rooms, but not after we kind of find out that... Uh, uh, I, I don't know who it was, but one of the boys like stole the Brad. note. It's a wacky Jack is a, is a clown, and he stole the nose off of the clown, um, which is one of just just one of the bad behaviors that the boys got in trouble they're a little, for. They're a little old for clown for like a Chuck E. Cheese. They might. I think. I think I can understand why they weren't feeling that. I don't true. know if I've ever true, been true. to a, a pizza or a pizza pagoda that has Chuck e. a clown. No, no, but. Oh, a clown pizza thing. But, but yeah, Chuck E. Cheese was more of like a. You went there rat. for like a. What, it's no, an but anthropomorphic you went, rat. You went there for like parties, and it was like a little 
uh, arcade type thing, right? Yeah. Like, it wasn't something you would just go to as a family. No, but I don't Google clown pizza because a lot of weird <laughs> stuff comes up. <laughs> we actually, uh, in Scranton, we had, when I was very young, Gantron. Um, <laughs> we had a place that was exactly like that. It was called Top Dog. Um, and uh, yeah, it was an arcade, but everybody had a birthday party there. Um, pizza was usually what they served. But uh, yeah, it was great. I miss it. Clowns? Clowns? No, they had a, their logo was a similar, like a Mr. Peanut type character. Oh. I don't know if they had licensing to use that or, or not. Man, I want pizza now. R.I.P. Yeah. R.I.P. Mr. Peanut. <laughs> Rich, are you upset? About Mr. Peanut? No. He's your nemesis. Hopefully, I, I wish he would die twice. <laughs> Kill him before he kills you. Yeah, exactly. Um. So Tim, so so they brought home some pizza from Wacky Jack's Pizza Pagoda. Tim is reheating pizza using the hey, you stove. Want to talk about like a, you want to talk about that? I actually think this is, like I, a monkey. I I hate microwave pizza. I will actually, I I will reheat it in the oven. And Tim's like he sticks a fork through a slice of pizza and starts to heat it over the flame of the gas burner <laughs> as a monkey, well, like a monkey. Tim said. But I have done that once. Twice. Have you really? Yeah. Interesting. Um, but yeah, he's sort of hopping around like a monkey. Jill's yelling at him. And this this sets up basically the idea that uh, the boy's bad behavior is learned from Tim. Because Tim's not exercising good manners by essentially reheating a pizza like a, like a monkey would. Um, and... So this causes Jim, Tim and Jill to kind of get in an argument. And uh, Jill says that Tim encourages their bad behavior. Um, Tim at one point says that the manners is a woman's job. This is a pretty sexist episode, by the way. Very, but, very. Uh, so he starts off by saying that that manners is a woman's job. It's a woman's domain to teach the, the kids manner, good manners. Enough said. Now, what are we going to do about our boys' table manners? You should give a refresher course. Me? What about you? Honey, I'm a man. What do I know about manners? <laughs> I see. So, table manners are the woman's job. Historically, Jill, yes, that's the case. Emily Post, Amy Vanderbilt, and of course, who could forget Myth Manners? Did you notice what Jill was drinking during this? Yeah, it, it was... It Maylox. was a uh, Maylox. No, uh, what was it? Maylox. <laughs> oh, so he pours yeah. into a glass and drinks it, and then chases it with beer. Like it, De- it looks like beer. <laughs> Devin was watching this episode, and she's like, "Are we not going to talk about the fact? Like they never address the fact that she's just drinking Maylox." I mean, she's and under not, with sure with she, chased with a beer. Yeah, I mean, if you were living with um, that family, I think you'd probably need to do that on the reg too. I know I would. Um. <laughs> Why are you guys staring at me? Oh, cut that out. Damn it. Uh. <laughs> remember remember back when you uh, your thing was, your shtick was going to be just to inject random phrases from the early 90s and 2000s? Yeah. <laughs> He did that for one episode. <laughs> and then that was it. 
<laughs> you know what? Uh, and, sorry to go back to what Jill was doing because I I think I was bugging me because I didn't know why no one says anything about it. Like you think it'd be like a setup for a joke or something, but it's not. Mm-hmm. She just drinks it like it's normal. Um, did anyone remember the Cape Fear from with Robert De Niro? Yeah, of course. There's a scene where the the detective and PI is drinking Pepto Bismol and whiskey, and I'm curious if it's like a if it's like a tease or that. When did uh, Cape Fear that aired, or when did that ninety three ish? The original? No, that that's it was a remake actually. Let me see. Yeah, ninety one, November ninety one, mm-hmm. and then this episode actually the air date of this episode was October twenty second, nineteen ninety one. Ah, uh-huh. okay. I'm I'm digging too deep into this. Yeah. Well, that's all right. Um, I mean, it could have been something that they were setting up, uh, and just cut the scene or something. I don't know, but um, maybe we'll never know. We'll never know. Yeah. Um, Cape Cape Fear is a good movie, though. I'm gonna watch that. It's a great movie. Yeah. I asked I asked you for some suggestions, and that sounds like I a told you to watch Hereditary. Did you watch Hereditary? I did not. Oh, well, no. so <laughs> ask for suggestions, and then you. I watch Cape Fear then. All these right. are these are two movies that Seven's not gonna enjoy. Well, <laughs> I'm yeah. She well she, no she she would not enjoy them. I I am in the mood for like an old like not old but like a '90s drama like like a Cape Fear. There yeah. it is. Or like Cape a thriller, Fear. like a thriller. Oh yeah, Cape Fear. What what it. was the um the Marky Mark movie where he pounds his chest? Oh. Um, I just made Steph watch that. It is Fear. Yes. Fear? Yeah, there you go. See, there's another, another one. one. All right, these are good. Unemployed good Steve. Uh, Cape Fear and Fear. That could be your, your <laughs> other podcast. Unemployed Quarantine Steve is going to seek out movie suggestions. So, viewer, just DM, slide into my DMs your suggestions. Um, all right, so, so after this argument, Tim says that he can give Jill a perfect meal. He's, you know, he's basically saying manners aren't that hard to teach. He'll give Jill a perfect meal. He'll give three perfect gentlemen. Um, and this is basically the, the setup, right? And as he's saying this, we see in the background something flies from the roof. Uh, turns out it's Mark's mattress. So one of the boys t- tossed Mark's mattress out the window it lands yeah. in the backyard. They're, they're, um, they're really bad. Like they're, that's, that's pretty savage that's behavior. That's not okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, especially like I mean I don't know how heavy a child's mattress is, but for a child, it's a it's a pretty big feat. Yeah, to throw it out someone's out. Oh, kind of kind of dickhead move. Um, so now we're in tool time, and Tim and Al are doing a subfloor demonstration. Uh, pretty soon after Tim turns the audience and he tries to teach him about etiquette and manners. Um, he says, quote, guys, something about guy stuff and women don't get guy stuff. Uh, and they don't, he, appre- they don't appreciate he, guy stuff. Yeah. And he tries. Oh yeah. He, he's he starts deep. He's like, he's something about burping the ABCs, which is a terrible imitation of a burp. And then, um, and he says, <laughs> he says, if you're civilized, then they'll, then they'll keep doing things for you. Meaning women. Yeah. What the hell? So Steph, like Steph heard that and goes, what? 
<laughs> like three in a row, boom, boom, boom. It was just like, oh my god. Um, so, you know, this is really setting up the idea that uh, Tim does not appreciate Jill, I guess, or women in general, and that um, again, he continues to think that manners aren't really that big of a deal. Um, I have here. Oh, something else Seven Devin pointed out is that um, Tim says, see you next week at the end of tool time. Um, and still uncertain if this show airs once a week or every day, but it's still a live show. And I said, well, he probably says once a week, or he probably says, see you next week. It might be a Friday or something. I think it is. Right. A Friday. Um, but anyway, yeah. I'm so. curious about that. Cause I think I, I know a lot of, um, like game shows, like Jeopardy and stuff, and all those shows, they actually film like all day, and then they air it new episodes whenever they come out. So you would think that Tool Time, Tim goes, okay, we're gonna do six episodes today, and then he just, and then they just air them as they air. I mean, later in the series, we get the impression that it's a live show, so they do things that that. That's true. I forgot about that. Like they'll never really do a retake. Like if Tim screws up something, they'll never say like, okay, let's take that again. Like you'll never see that. And then they'll they actually do live commercial breaks um, later, much later in the series. But they'll pause for a live commercial break, so you really get the impression that this is a live show, um, that's I guess aired around midday, and probably every day. So yeah, when was the last time you watched a live show? You know what? I think primetime cable, like uh, Ellen. They they were all pre recorded. I don't know. Every now and then, yeah. like the the primetime like sitcoms that were like in front of a studio audience, they would have like that live special or like the ser- like the season finale live. But I think for the most part, they were all pre recorded. I think it's the local stuff that's live. So he might, you know, maybe this is on like the public access channel or something like that. I mean, that. it's definitely um, on like a lo- yeah, local cable, but like it's also live, which is bon- in, yeah. in front of a in front of a studio audience, which is bunkers, but yeah. Um, anyway, so silly, so goofy. So goofy. Next scene, we're back in the home. Um to we see Tim setting up the table in preparation for teaching the kids manners. Um and then Jill comes in starts taunting him saying are you sure that's where the napkin should be? And of course, she's she's fooling around with him. And Tim says that if he can't whip these boys into shape, he'll give him he'll, he'll give her anything she wants, which is a sexual innuendo on his part. Um, Jill says, "No, Tim, that's the consolation prize." Oh, <laughs> oh, uh, and and um. And Jill says, you know what? If you don't teach them good manners, then I want you to buy me opera tickets. And so this I is... I think a season Season tickets. opera tickets. That's a lot of opera. So now this is hanging over his head where he's further incentivized because according to Tim and the boys, opera is like the worst thing ever. So um, it's he's really not wanting to screw this up. <sighs> All right. Um, okay, so next scene, we're outside again. 
Mark is under the trash can, going in line with the idea that the boys are bad manners. Tim try he calls out for Brad and Randy. Um, and he tells Brad and Randy that he's going to teach them manners. So he kind of pulls them by the shirt, he throws them in, inside, and he starts to try to teach the manners. He's going to give them a crash course on, on table manners. So he sits them down at the table, and the boys start goofing around. They um, aren't really complying with him. Um, he tries to tell one of the boys like to be polite to their mom. So he's, he's like, pretend mom's sitting at the, at the chair and Mark volunteers to be mommy. So he goes to try to sit down. I'll be mommy. Yeah. And Tim's like, don't be mommy. It scares me. when you say stuff like that. Oh God. Yeah. Tim, don't. He doesn't. If he has a case, he'll lose his mind. See, and I also, I do feel like. I wonder how many of these lines were Tim's ad lib or Tim just doing it because I feel like this is something Tim Allen would say like to try to get yeah. a, like a laugh. <laughs> there is a there's kind of a funny scene. He says that um he says we're having chicken and then Brad says a live chicken. Chicken outdoors, use your hands. Chicken indoors, knife and fork. <laughs> what about live chicken? A live chicken? Brad, who the hell do you hang out with? Oh, Dad's cussing. I'm not cussing. Is that a bad word? It wasn't bad. Yeah, you said hell and damn. I did not say damn. Now you did. <laughs> that Johnson Taylor Thomas acting chops that earned him his uh, Lion King stardom. Yeah, Simba. So the boys are goofing around. Jill comes down and she's she like sneaks over to the stereo and starts blasting opera in the midst of all this chaos where the boys are still goofing off and she's sort of taunting him, implying that he's going to be listening to opera really soon. Oh, it's so terrible. It's so terrible to listen to opera opera. The worst thing that could possibly happen to your son. So, um, at some point... I, I do like opera. So now we're outside, and this is where Tim's talking to Wilson. He's complaining that he can't really teach his boys good manners, and Wilson says, well, that's because you don't have a good relationship with your food. See, Primitive Man was a hunter. They had an intimate relationship with the food. They, they gave thanks to the animal for giving its life. Modern day man doesn't know how to how to do with that. There's that that connection's lost. So he's not wrong. No, and yeah, so I would agree so with that. Tim uses this idea. He goes back inside. Um, he's like, "You don't respect what you're eating. That's the problem." And so he proceeds to hold up. There's a whole chicken sitting on the counter, and he proceeds to hold it up by its wings. Um, he's like, "This is what we're eating for." Where the hell, Rich go? He's out. He's like, this is what we're. Say, <laughs> Rich. He's like, this is. He holds the foot. He holds the chicken. He's like, this is what we're eating for for dinner, and you sh- you need to thank the bird. Um, and so he proceeds to run around the house, 
Tim is touching like door handles with raw chicken hands. I I was freaking out. Steph's like, are you falling apart? I was like, yeah, that's, that's salmonella factory. And if they were to eat that chicken for dinner, it should have been the oven by then. Yeah. Yeah, it's a, it's a big yeah. chicken. That's a big bird, yeah. I'm like, what the fuck? You can touch it, just chicken. touching it. That slimy, just, ugh. Yeah. Chickens are gross animals. Now, that that sounds a little foul. Oh, <laughs> damn it. <laughs> uh, yeah, I see um, you have your book, your, your book of 1890s jokes ready. <laughs> 1890s jokes. The puns. Uh, yeah, well. Gotta um, try. So, they're running around the house. What a wonderful day to be a chicken and alive. Buck, buck, buck. Oh, God, it's hunters. I better run. Flee, run, flee. So they couldn't catch me. Flee. Run, stalk, hunt, kill me. Run. Kill the something you know what i think what's dirty and disgusting and gross is when you guys come to the table and tell your booger and scab stories fight kick yell i think manners aren't respect for food but respect for people around you maybe you guys understand any of this stuff yeah yeah why don't you think about that for tonight's dinner now what do we do whatever you want Got to respect the meat. Doesn't respect the meat. Sorry, I've been watching a lot of uh, Larry David. Uh (laughs) Like, like, like Kurt, old Jewish man. Curb, yeah. (laughs) The new season, yeah, the new season's fantastic. It is very funny. Very good. I the premiere or the finale just aired. Uh, Andrew, it was you. Should, you need to watch it. It was pretty All great. Right, you got, all right, I'll grab it. Boom, boom, boom. Um, is that that new song, Dance Monkey, that you were just? Hunting? Don't fucking talk. You know I hate that song. <laughs> how dare you? Rich, cue it up. Cue it up. Don't. I hate it. I hate it so much. All right, Dance Monkey. Uh. Dance monkey. DJ Andy. That's so bad. God damn it. Oh yeah, actually I hate this song too. Hey, dude, thank you. You like them. They say, oh my god, I see the way you shine. I dislike this song as well. Andrew's having an emotional meltdown. I am, it's so bad. Steph keeps playing it. Oh, Steph likes that song? She likes damn anything Steph. Mm. Um... All right, so now we cut to dinner. Nice candle at dinner with the chicken. The boys are passed out on their plates, but they're they're kind of being respectful. They're saying please and thank you. Um, 
And Tim's like, see, I got them to to be have nice manners. And Jill said, no, you just tired them out. Like you just, I guess, apparently exhausted them by running through the house. So um, it was kind of a, a draw at that point. And Jill goes ahead and, and you guessed it, initiate sexy time. Ooh, so, so she, blows she got it. the consolation prize. There you go. She got she she was after. So she blows out the candles and like invites Tim upstairs. Um, there is a sex joke here. Um, I think Tim says, "Should we put the boys to bed?" And Jill's like, "Don't worry, it'll take a, only take a minute anyway." So pretty funny. Yeah, <laughs> she gets she gets them. She burns them. Oh yeah. She she, it's not it's not the first time that she's she's uh I mean throughout the series she she definitely uses his Miniman thing quite quite often. Yeah. Um I think he, I think he says he even comes back uh with oh maybe a minute and a half. So he, he he's he's like yeah I'm pretty I'm feeling pretty spry honey. I'm feeling like a minute 20 or something. Yeah. Uh And he you know and Tim seems okay with that. It, it doesn't sound like he has any interest in uh, pleasing his wife, which is another, uh, you know, testament to. I, I don't know at what point I'm trying to. True, make. but also, like, I think Jill pretty consistently is always the one that initiates, which is another interesting. Like, this is episode six of season one, and I'm pretty sure it's ended. Uh, I don't know how many episodes have ended with them at sexy time, but I think. Uh, Jill has initiated most of them. Yeah. She likes the, she likes the bone. She likes it. Um, all right. So last scene, we're back at tool time. They're doing hardwood floors. Uh, Tim is demoing a nail driver, which is like a, a nail gun thing, like with, you know, compressed air. He accidentally shoots a nail into his shoe. And that's basically it. The, oh, his, his his pants had did you notice his pants in tool time? Like they're super baggy. He's wearing some like penny loafers. Weird. They're like pleated khakis, but they're yes. yeah, they're yeah. like clown pants. Again, going back to like why does Tim for some reason he always dresses up in a tie, nice pants, uh sometimes a sport coat on a construction show. So He's got that, yeah, it's like a navy blazer. He, it's, I think it's supposed to separate him from Al. Yeah, well. Yeah. <clears throat> and he, I mean, he definitely dresses like my dad. Uh, my dad still dresses like that. He probably Does has it? a, probably has like really awesome. baggy slacks and, and loafers. Colorful yeah. ties, fun ties. Yes, fun ties nice. to impress all the clients. <laughs> they were even, man, his tie was fun. We're going to go with his firm. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. So, uh, ways Tim screwed up, you know, I guess basically he, the hubris of him thinking that he could easily teach the boys manners as an addition to the fact that he's super sexist in this episode, um, wasted food. So the pizza at the beginning, um, back from the pizza pagoda place. Jill's milk, uh, beer, milk, whatever, iced tea she was drinking. Um, the ch- the whole freaking chicken. The whole chicken. Angie, you think that was real? 
it looked very real. I, I'd say I was a real chicken. I don't think they had any qualms about wasting wasting food. The uh, vegan agenda didn't really get into Hollywood by that point, or at that point. Let's be they real. They still think... ate the chicken. Yeah, that was a very I mean, convincing. If that was a fake chicken, that was very convincing. The, the thing is, like on these shows, you would think that they would actually cook this food so that they could have something to eat. I don't know. I don't know how this works on a real set, but um, maybe they did. And let's be real. Even if the vegan vegan people complained, Tim Allen would not care. True. Yeah, that's not really his demographic. No. Yeah, not at all. <clears throat> Uh, guest stars, I didn't see any. I mean, it was no, basically. no. I, I, I checked IMDb. Nada. Uh, stunts, there wasn't really any. Um, any ongoing gags, I didn't really see any. Um, you know what I noticed, and maybe we'll pick that up in later episodes. Jill is constantly doing laundry. So I know that. Yeah, she, she is. I, I, I think this is the producers of the show. They wanted things that made it seem like it was like a quote unquote real family. So they have they always have some character doing some like menial chore. Um, so like Jill will be like either Jill or Tim would be like eating food, making food. Jill will be cleaning or doing laundry. Um, it is interesting that Jill is the only one that does laundry or you know cleans or cooks. Really, um, she's very she's very much like the housewife role, but. I know there's a conscious effort to have them do something that makes it seem like they're kind of like an everyday family type thing. Yeah. Makes sense. Um, okay. So, and then Twitter feeds. So Patricia Richardson's got COVID-19 disaster friend. Um, and then let's see here. Um, Anti-Trump stuff. Um, how long before I can buy a coronavirus test in the drugstore as easily a pregnancy test? It's a great mm -hmm. question, Patricia. Yeah, that is pretty, yeah. Now, Steve, will, do you think these tests you know? should be, uh, be able to be purchased for home testing, or do you think it should be a physician or a nurse or I even a physician? I mean, well, here's the thing. Um, the current tests require like validation and they require like a lab setup. So it's not like peeing on a stick or like, you know, swabbing yourself um, and then like having a readout. So the problem is more the technology. Like if they can get some, so like a peeing on the stick thing, that's based on uh, like antibodies present in your pee. So if they can get it to that point where it's reliable, then sure, I, you know, have it at home. But right now it's based on this technology that's pretty, limited to like a lab setting i think it's a big problem but i think even if it, it was a test i mean when the person gets tested i mean there's actions and measures that have to be taken if it is positive so i mean if you have it done at home and somebody tests positive they're like oh okay well now i have to go into the hospital but first i have to take care of all this stuff so yeah. i mean i feel like that or they the, or they do it wrong or right. something like that or or, or you hear people right. I get well again. The, instructions. The, the the doing it wrong is again like whenever you you make a test available off the shelf, there's the, all that stuff has to really be in play where it has to be really robust and easy to use. I think that's that's one of the big limiting factors is it's not well controlled. Yeah. To the point where people can just 
cough on a stick, pee on a stick, whatever you want, whatever you want it to be. So, um, then Tim Allen's last man standing crap. Vic. He's got like a video of himself. Uh, it the the post is stuck at home per instructions. If laughter is the best medicine, does that make me a doctor? Um, huh. And it's a video of himself in his garage, like it, you know, his car garage. There's a big home improvement sign behind him. I can't help it. I'm stuck in my garage, albeit it's a beautiful garage. And I went to a local Costco and I just was curious, are you having trouble with toilet paper here? And the guy actually looked at me straight face, no joke intended. No, Tim, we're wiped out. Oh, I get it. I get it. <laughs> I don't like it, but I get it. Yeah. Anyway. All right. Um, Tim, do you have, or not Tim? God damn it. <laughs> Rich, do you have any smut for us or... Uh, I actually, it's not smut, it's, uh, of the horror genre, a little home improvement oh. horror story. Okay. Like um, that. so let me just cue it up here. I did have it ready to go, but just accidentally closed out all of my tabs. So. Why? Whoops. Huh? Oh, you accidentally did. I see. Yeah. Um, let's see. all right so um this is called possessed by satan chapter one by chris sweeten uh okay so here we go tim i'm going out for for a while (laughs) tim tim i'm going out for a while tell mark to get his room clean cried out jill as she left for her classes grunted the tool man in response he wasn't paying much attention to anything other than his latest car project in 1986 iroxy camaro so he had been spending much of his time don't shake your head at me much of his time in the in the garage Uh, this was no big surprise to his family (laughs) so coming out of his reverie at what his wife had said tim immediately began to think of things to do today in his mind at some subconscious level he began to list things off Got my car, to tell Mark to clean his room, murder Wilson. Seeing as how he had just finished installing the brake line on the car, he decided to start with his list of other things to do. He sat off for Mark's room, which he was currently sharing with Brad, after Randy had moved into the basement. As he approaches the room, he calls out Mark's name and tells him to get his room cleaned. The response was fine, uh, adequate for the tool man. Uh, and having settled the second task on his mental list, he automatically does what any being of logic would do. Set upon the next task, murdering his neighbor, Wilson. Now, many ask why he would want to do such a, uh, such a thing. The truth behind it is that in order for his show to be the success it was, and the national syndication he had always wanted, he was forced to make a deal with the Dark Prince himself. In order for his personal henchman... Or uh, whoop, uh, in order whoop. for his whoop. show to be popular, Tim Taylor would become the devil's personal henchman, <laughs> killing off those he loved and cared for in cold-blooded rage, only to awake and be himself for the next day, living with the shame. With murder on his mind, Tim set forth down the stairs, and he had moments before seemed so normal 
with his youngest born grabbing a cordless Binford model 2112 33-inch steel cutting saw on his way out, all the while grunting things about blood and power on his way to the property <laughs> line he and Wilson shared between both of their houses. Howdy ho, neighbor. What was the first thing out of Wilson's mouth when Tim exited his homestead? Tim had put a smile on his face and calmly walked over to where Wilson stood, the fence the only thing separating them. What are you doing there, Wilson? Oh, I'm celebrating the ancient Aztec day of testicular prosperity and homosexuality, Tim. <laughs> Mind if I come watch, Wilson? <laughs> Not at all, Tim. Not at all. As Tim worked his way through Wilson's house, he made sure to crank his up to maximum capacity, making a grunting noise that was familiar to himself, but somehow tainted with the dark laughter of Satan himself. He made his way like a madman out of Wilson's back door. Wilson, wondering what all that noise Tim was making was about, barely got a chance to turn around before the blade of the stop bore down upon his brow, shooting brain and all sorts of bone gore upon Tim, who was cackling madly by now, not even the least bit concerned that he was more or less swimming in his neighbor, who never even got a chance to scream for his life. In less than 20 minutes, Tim had hacked Wilson apart and shoved him into black garbage bags that rested in Wilson's backyard and had cleaned himself of the terrible rancid gore that had covered him no less than a quarter of an hour ago. Later that night, Tim returned to finish his dark master's deed and ate the already rotting flesh of his one-time neighbor before burying the bones in the yard next to a pentagram of blood drawn upon the door. Tim then unconsciously walked back into his house and went up to the room of the second story he shared with his wife, undressed, and slept that night like nothing had ever happened. Eh, that was all right. That was all right. Yeah. I do like, you, you start... You start off strong with uh, different character voices, but then you just stopped. Yeah. Are you going to hey. say Andrew? No, I'm not saying anything. <laughs> All right. Well All done. right. <clears throat> well, boys, what's your grunt rating? Uh, two. It didn't yes. help me. Two. Yeah. Fine. There was no good lessons. There wasn't nothing really that funny happened. And you know what? It, Tim, if your kids are acting like assholes, it is because you act like an asshole. Yeah. They emulate your behavior. Yeah. yeah especially his sexist behaviors, too. Yeah, yeah. you ding dong. They wonder why Mark becomes a goth. And I don't know why that was such an, uh, an epiphany for Jill, though, that, oh, my God, they learned that from you. Well, yeah. Duh. Yeah. Duh. You married him. Yeah. But, yeah, I'd give it a two as well. It, there wasn't really anything to find. Did, did you did you watch it? No. <laughs> but this one compared with others, like usually there's things like you know some background facts or like did you notice type stuff. Nothing like that with this one. Nothing. So. Yeah. Well, what do we got? What's on deck for next week, Rich? Why don't you read the uh, title? Um, that was victim to my closing out of tabs as well. Oh. Hang on. I know. This is the also the first time where we're ending. Like way before Andrew's bedtime. That's I true. Know. Usually we're pressed to to get this wrapped up by eight p.m. But I'm I'm all messed up. <laughs> I've been going to bed at like ten. Oh, it's rough. So the Andrew's next not one rushing is, off the phone. So. Yeah, not rushing anywhere. Go ahead. Oh, damn it! I messed up my own joke. It's gonna make a joke about him not being Russian. He's American. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Um, next one is Nothing More Than Feelings that originally aired on October 29th, 1991. What's it about? Huh? 
What's it about? Um, let's see. So Jill has ignored the warning light, uh, the car, oh, car's oil warning light for two days, and the car becomes inoperative. Tim then gives a speech on Tool Time about respect for the machines, tells the audience about the oil light incident that happened to a friend, uh, quote unquote. Tim gets support from two audience members with similar experiences when they start sharing experiences about each other's wives tim lets it slip out oh my god rolls a lot in her sleep oh my god predictable reaction from jill when the show airs is this the is this dave and jim is this dave Chappelle? oh it could be let's see um i don't see him on the imdb Mm. that definitely was that episode definitely was like a wife and girlfriend talk because they go up to talk yeah. about it. Maybe he's uncredited in this one because uh, there is a character named Jim in it. And Dave? Oh. No, Dave isn't on the IMDb list. Hmm. All right. Well, maybe we'll it's see. a different, different stay episode. Yeah, stay tuned. Stay tuned. Yeah. All right, people. Don't forget to slide into my DMs. I'm waiting for slides. Freelance uh, Slipping and sliding. Gross. <laughs> <laughs> I'll get more and more desperate as as the time goes on. I'm going to go get get some pizza. Get that sweet... uh, Is everyone still there? Yeah. The fuck? I X'd out of it. It's still... All right. Whatever. What were you going to say? Get that sweet what? Get that sweet uh, 1,200 bucks. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It'll be a couple months before we get it, probably. Give me that stimmy. Support your local tires, because someone is... Thanks, Steve. Drug cartels. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. Well, for, for Tool Boys, I'm Rich. I'm Steve. And I'm Andrew. Hey. All right, all right. Have a good quarantine. <laughs> Goodbye. COVID-19. Bye. Bye-bye. Check out our website, toolboyspodcast.com. Instagram and Twitter, at toolboyspodcast. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. Till next time. I'll write it and we'll do it live. Fucking thing sucks.